0: Hi, my name is Rochelle Grow, and I'm obsessed with all things business, especially networking. Oftentimes, the opportunities that we have in business and even personally comes down to who we know. I love helping people build a thriving network with genuine people, even if they are new to the game, afraid to say the wrong thing, or need a reminder to just do it. I'm a California transplant living in Northern England who's taken her business chops from California to New York and now the U.S. to the U.K. I work from home and run two businesses. No matter if you're a networking beginner or not, I can teach you the step-by-step behind-the-scenes secrets to building a network that you love. Pop in your earbuds and get ready to be encouraged and have some fun while you learn. This is Allergic to Small Talk by Cut Class. Welcome back to Allergic to Small Talk. You can catch me here every week or you can say what's up to me on Insta at It's Row Grow. Okay, y'all. I am so pumped for this episode because you are going to gain an insight on what it's like to work with me one-on-one. I wanted to do this episode for you because I know as we head into 2022, there are going to be several New Year's resolutions that you might have for your business. And if you've ever considered hiring a coach to help get you to the next stage in your business, I thought I would interview one of my clients so you can get a real behind-the-scenes look at what working with a coach like me could do to transform you and your business. I focus on teaching small businesses how to network to create connections, collaborations, and of course, sales for their business. But I also focus on teaching small business owners how to add Foundational business structures and systems to view their business all in one place. The benefit of this is that business owners can see every part of their business in one area. One of the requirements when working with me is that you must use a project management software system to keep your business rocking and rolling. Pen and paper just won't cut it. If hearing the words project management system, freaks you out, cool your jets. When I say project management system, I just mean this is a place where all of your tasks, to-dos, and projects can be seen and actioned on in one centralized area. Once you get the hang of it, you'll slowly move away from pen and paper. If you're a small business owner or a budding small business owner, the reason why having a PM system is so important is because you might fall into one or all three of these categories. Number one, you were once an employee and all the systems and structures were set up for you in the business you were working in. And now that you're a small business owner, a pen and paper just will not cut it. So you need to create your own system and own structure to carry the weight of all the things that need to be done in your business. Number two, you might not have a ton of background in business. However, you have a brilliant idea or passion that you want to bring to the market. And guess what? You'll need some structure in order to bring those ideas and passions to the starting line. Or number three, you constantly find yourself saying, I don't have time to do that, or shit, I totally dropped the ball on that deliverable because I spaced or forgot. Or you're burning the midnight oil trying to get things done time and time again. So if any of these three or all three sound like you, a PM system might be the magic pill that your business is missing. And my guest today, Fami Kaira, is going to share how our time together has leveled up his business game. FAMI is a rapper, independent artist, and CEO of The Streets Coldest. The Streets Coldest is a creative agency that is revolutionizing productivity and ease of access for independent artists within the music industry. Their dedicated team of musical connoisseurs take on a number of projects with both new and established artists to grow their fan bases through content creation in the form of videography and graphic design. When Fahmy isn't helping his clients reach stardom, you can catch him in the studio working on some of the hottest tracks in the northeast of England. Without further ado, let's meet Fahmy.
1: Woo! I'm here, baby.
0: (laughs) So Fahm, I gave you a little bit of an introduction, but I always like to have my guests tell me in their own words. Tell me a little bit about your story.
1: So started out boy from London, moved up here because, you know, my mom kind of wanted like a new life change up from London, especially as knife crime was becoming kind of prominent down South. So, you know, we kind of thought, you know, the Northeast would be a better route for us to go. We moved up here and, you know, we had some of my aunties up here. At the time I wasn't doing any music or I didn't really have any kind of business focus. I was still kind of that naughty little kid running around trying to be the class clown. But once I came up here, it was a shift, a different shift in my mindset. I kind of, you know, matured a bit. I don't know what caused it, but it kind of just happened, you know. So it started off in school. My friends were just kind of rap battles, you know, we'd kind of start out as dissing each other and everyone's, (laughs) ah, your mom's this and you look like that. And then, you know, a few people actually took it seriously and I was one of those people. Um, And then I started out in music and then after that started my business. That's
0: awesome. All right. So, where did you begin your entrepreneurial journey with becoming a rapper and then realizing, oh, wait, this is also a business?
1: That's a good question. So, we obviously, when I'd first started it out, it was with me and a couple of friends. We kind of just were rapping just for the popularity and the girls, I'll be totally honest. And then afterwards we, you know, we found out that we can put songs on Spotify and Spotify pays you like, whoa, like this is really crazy. Like I can get paid from streams. So, you know, (laughs) we started like taking it really seriously and we're like, okay, how do we get the most money? Like where do we promote? And that's where it kind of came from. At the time, I didn't know I wanted to get into digital marketing or anything of the sort. I just kind of knew that, you know, I wanted to promote my business, well, my music and I ended up stumbling across digital marketing.
0: Hey you, one of the best things I ever did was invest in my business coach, Scott Forgie. Scott really is my secret weapon in my business and with him by my side, I've been able to smoothly transition my life from the US to the UK, launch two businesses, cut class and clever little sleeper, have integrity around what I say I'm going to do in my business, and not to mention, he helped me close my first $20,000 client in the UK. If you've ever thought about hiring your own coach, that's what I'm here for. Imagine having your own secret weapon, hint, hint, that's me, that helps you slay networking and business processes and systems. If you're not exactly sure what a small business coach like me can do to transform your business, let's hop on a free 15-minute call and explore what you want to create in 2022. To book your free 15-minute call, there's a link to my calendar in the podcast description. Now let's get back to the show.
1: At the time I was at sixth form, And this is like really, really bad, but like I never told my parents, but I'd found an apprenticeship in digital marketing and I just left school. Like I didn't tell my parents anything. I just kind of told the school that, hey, my parents know I've got this apprenticeship and I'm leaving. Didn't say anything. My first day at the (laughs) apprenticeship, I got 30 missed calls from my mom and dad. Um, They were just really worried, obviously, where I was, but they didn't really support this whole apprenticeship thing. They thought it was kind of like, You know, people who are stupid and don't go to uni kind of thing because, you know, they kind of wanted me to go down the same path as they did. But once I joined the place I'm at now, Gion, I met the managing director, Nadia, and she kind of showed me the path of the business mindset and, you know, gave me books to read and, and kind of got me more motivated to go down that path. And here I am now. I'm taking it more seriously. I know how to promote myself using social media, adverts and all that. So, yeah, we're
0: here. That's awesome. That's so cool, Fom. It sounds like you were in school and you, at some point, at a really young age too, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's super, super young age. And just for context for people that might be listening in the States, like we don't have sixth form. Mm-hmm. So wh- what we do in the States is we go to school from like 14 to like 18, mm-hmm. just depends on like when your birthday is, but Typically, that's ninth grade to like senior year. Mm -hmm. So ninth, 10th, 11th and 12th grade. And then you'll go off to college. Mm -hmm. But here in England and the UK, it's a bit different. Like, can you explain kind of like what is sixth form?
1: So sixth form is the stage before you go off to university. So it is 17 to 18, like around those ages. That's when you're around in sixth form. And it's after high school, basically, it's like the head up. You go into, after you finish high school, you basically have to do your GCSEs. And once you've done your GCSEs, the next one is A-levels, which is where you do in sixth form. And that's kind of the grades that university look at to determine whether you should come to the uni, basically.
0: That's cool. So you were in school and you were like, you know what? This just isn't for me. (laughs) And you took that leap of faith and you bet on yourself to take that drive to becoming your own boss.
1: Yeah. I feel like... Because with six form, for the Americans that don't know, you kind of have to choose only three subjects. You get an option of three subjects. So the ones that I chose were art, drama, and media, all of which I really did like. But it was just, you know, I kind of sat in the classrooms like, what am I really doing? Where am I going with this? I couldn't even tell my parents that I chose drama because they didn't see that as a thing. You know, my parents are very academic. It's like, you know, if it's not math or if it's not science, if it's not those kind of subjects, then it's not really a a kind of topic. If you kind of get me like it it kind of wasting time. (laughs) So when I chose those three, it was like, wow, like, what am I doing? I do like these things, but I don't love them. Like, what is my purpose and I think I had that kind of thought early on which I'm really thankful for um, now that I think back at it so it, yeah it really did get me thinking about what I wanted to do in the future and yeah we ended up having a careers day and he sat me down and said what do you want to do and I'd answered it I said architect but the only reason I said architect was that's what my mom had been telling me my whole life you know you're really good at art. Why didn't you become an architect? And I just kind of stuck with that my whole way through school. So when he asked me this question, I was like, do I really want to be an architect though? Like, <laughs> <and> then, <laughs> I was like, that. What? and he was like, you know, you need maths. And I was like, hell no, I hate maths. <laughs> I hate math with a passion. So that's when I kind of went on my search of what I want to do. And I, I found digital marketing.
0: Yeah. That's cool. So It sounds like you kind of grew up like a lot of us are raised, where our parents are telling us, go to school, go to school, get a good job, or, you know, go to university, get the degree, get a good job, and, like, that's life, Mm -hmm. which, you know, it's kind of pretty standard, and it's good what our parents are, you know, kind of coaches to do is, you know, go to school, get an education, get a job, and big ups to you because with Cut Class, what we say is that you kind of unplugged from the matrix Mm -hmm. really early on because, uh, school is sort of like that social construct that gets you ready to get into a job. You go to school from like eight to three 30. And sometimes you have to go to after school club until your parents pick you up. Mm-hmm. And then you have your teachers telling you what to do and grading your work. And that preps you for having a boss coaching you on what they want you to do. Yeah. And so it's pretty amazing that at like, what age were you when you left?
1: I left when I was 17.
0: Yeah, it's bonkers. Because I would say that mentality didn't happen for me until I was in my late 20s. And that happened for you a whole decade earlier. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's so cool. That's like, great. I think that's really awesome. And you totally just like went off and you're like, no, I'm going to just follow my heart. And I know that this is going against the grain, but mm-hmm. I'm going to do it anyway.
1: Yeah, it just felt so, so right. Because even the night I came back from my first day of the apprenticeship, my mom was like, where have you been? This and that. And then I just kind of had to like sit down with my parents and tell them what I'd found. Because the thing is, with digital marketing, when I'd found it, the reason I was so sure about leaving school was... Because I ended up finding, you know, the careers person was like, why don't you look through these jobs? And I saw digital marketing and I was like, okay, what is this? Searched it on YouTube, saw a couple of videos and I was instantly hooked. The next day I went back to my English teacher. I said, can I borrow like a book, like for free, please? Like I promise, like I I just need it. She's like, what do you need it for? (laughs) And she just kind of gave it to me. And that day I watched thousands of YouTube videos on how to make it, how to build an agency and do digital marketing for clients. I was seeing how to get a thousand pounds a month. And you know, when you're from school and you don't really have any income in and you're hearing a thousand pounds per month, I was like, whoa, like this is crazy. So I ended up filling that book out in a week, just writing down notes. And I really fell in love with it. So this decision was kind of like a, it wasn't a spontaneous thing. It's like, okay, I, I love this so much. I, I need to take it. So, you know, after the first day of the apprenticeship, I had to sit my parents down. And I said, guys, like this, this is really what I want to do. Like I've really fallen in love with something. I think I've found my craft. I just kind of want to go ahead with it. And obviously my dad, he's more of the supportive one, but my mom just wasn't, she wasn't having it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I, I did it anyways. Yeah,
0: That's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. All right, so... You know, you're giving us a little bit of background, but you have your own agency now. You are an independent artist. So, what kind of business, like entrepreneurial conversations were surrounding you as you were raised? Or was it only FAMI, go to school, get a good job? Like, tell me mm-hmm. what those real early years look like for you. Or I want to just kind of get some insight into mm-hmm. where did that entrepreneurial spirit come from was it something that was intrinsic like just inside of you or was it just like conversations that maybe you did here in your household or was it stuff that maybe you heard outside of that that drove you like mm-hmm.
1: so the thing is both my parents are very entrepreneurial like they have a very business mindset so I was very surprised when they didn't you know they weren't supporting it but my mom she's a social worker but she also you know sells her own clothes so what she does is she buys clothes you know cheap over here and goes to Africa and sells it to the women there because a lot of the women over there don't have access to some of the you know the clothes that we have over here even if it's just Next or Primark like they don't have shops like that so when my mom goes down and she brings these clothes they're like wow like come back again so you know my mom would you know buy in bulk massive amounts of clothes and then I'd always see her in the, in the house you know packing the clothes and then she'd shift them over she'd call my uncle to come with his massive van and come take all the clothes and i'd always wonder like what she's doing and then you know once i got older i started to understand why she was doing it and the kind of things she wants and she tells us her her dreams of building stores in africa and stuff like that so i think from my mom's side that's where i got that my dad he's a journalist he was doing journalism for the bbc before we moved up here and he's always had the business mindset he owns like four farms in uganda Uh, which is where, where I'm from, like culturally raised. He has three farms there. So when I was growing up, I didn't see him as much because he'd have to stay over there for a couple of months to make sure everything was running smoothly. Because, you know, one thing about Uganda is if you leave the farm for a couple of times, you know, some people will start to get a bit greedy and, you know, some things will get taken and stuff like that. So he had to make sure he was there and make sure everything's running. So, you know, growing up, I didn't see him as much. But I understood what he was doing. You know, he sat us down and he talked to us. He said, guys, like, this is for your future. Like, when we pass away, like, you have to take over this. And this is going to be, like, something we want to grow as a family business. So I've had that instilled in me. So I kind of understood, you know, the risks and the rewards of of everything. Yeah.
0: That's awesome, Fami. Very cool. Thanks so much for sharing that story with me. I mean, it's a lot of stuff that, like, I didn't know about (laughs) you. That's really cool. So, all right, I have a really cool, and hopefully the audience and the listeners have a really good picture for your background Mm. and kind of where you come from, the type of business conversations that you were surrounded with, and then that decision to kind of leave school to start your own thing. So I just want to kind of fast forward now. You finished your apprenticeship. You became a fully qualified digital marketer, which is super awesome. So you had like a really good, like foundation (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then bam, you met me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Incoming Rochelle, crazy American.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right. So, okay, cool. It's so great to have like the entrepreneurial spirit and it's so awesome to have creativity and bring that into the world. And also you have your own company, but, at what point were you like, you know what, I actually need a little bit more structure to make this all work a bit more seamlessly for me so I'm working smarter and not harder?
1: Mm-hmm. So it was exactly when you had actually came into Gion to help in Gion and, you know, you, you brought the whole project management of Monday Um, At first, you know, when Monday came out, just hated it. I was like, (laughs) what is the reason for this? You know, guys, Rochelle is crazy, right? On Monday, (laughs) on this software called Monday, you know, obviously project management, you have this little thing called a timer and you basically, (laughs) you have to put this timer on to basically track the amount of time you're taking on the task. And Rochelle would tell me, you know, like put it on, put it. And I'm thinking, why do I have to put this timer? Why are you tracking the amount of time I'm doing? But in the end, you know, she kind of explained it to me and she, you know, she told me that, you know, you need to know how much time you're spending on a task. So if someone wants to give you something else, you can be like, no, because I'm going to spend this much time on here. And I didn't know anything about that. The thing is with my business and how I wanted to do it is because I knew that, okay, look, I want to help musicians out. I want to help independent artists. I want to help global artists, big artists. But I didn't have the structure. I didn't have a place to talk to the team. Everything's on messages. Things are here. I don't have all my assets in one place. I I can't see what tasks I've got coming up. I'm just doing them as I remember. And it really wasn't effective. I wasn't getting much done. So, you know, when you came into Gion and introduced that, that's when I was like, okay, like I could really use this for my own business.
0: That's awesome. So what does your process look like now now that you've implemented the structure of having a PM system like alive and breathing in what you do every day not only with yourself but with your clients.
1: So the good thing is I can keep track of obviously keeping up with clients so once um we've shot like a music video so beforehand I'd shot like my first ever music video when I'd started the company shot the video And there was no communication between the videographer and the artist. So the artist would come to me and be like, hey, I've not got this update. Then I had to go to the videographer. Hey, what's going on? He tells me now I have to go tell the artist. And it was really like a lot of stress for me because I felt like I had to wear so many hats. But, you know, with Monday, I just put it timed as soon as the client has been added to the list. kind of notifies me after a certain amount of time like keep up with this okay videographer what's happening okay this this is good artist your video is going to be ready in this many days like this is and it kind of improved you know i've had people come back for more asking me like hey can we do like another project together because of that and i feel like it makes me more professional you know it makes things run smoother as well so that's definitely one of the things
0: That's awesome. So obviously having a system in place has been like a total game changer for you. Mm -hmm. That's super cool. Has there been any other major like key elements or takeaways that you've learned or gained since we've been working together?
1: Yes. Another one probably is just with my own self-improvement as well. You know, taking the time away to kind of have time for myself because I feel like I was lost with so many thoughts, you know, when you have so many ideas and plans for things, but you don't put it down to a time, it can get really overwhelming or I just end up not doing it at all. So it's helped me do more. For me and the business, you know, I put time away for networking. I put time away for social media, planning the post. I put time away for planning YouTube videos, like that kind of stuff, engagement, all of that stuff I wouldn't have learned if I hadn't, you know, I hadn't met you. So, you know, you've helped me. You've helped me a lot, I I must say.
0: (laughs) Well, you're so welcome, Bobby. (laughs) 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 So if anyone is thinking about investing in a small business coach, what would you say to them?
1: do it. Do it. Trust me, just do it. Cause it doesn't make sense until it's bad. That's the thing. You, you <laughs> Until it's all going bad, then you'll be until like, the, damn.
0: Until the shit is just on fire.
1: <laughs> yeah. Because I had a client actually, like this was before I had any systems in place or anything. I had a client and the producer was supposed to like, you know, mix the audio and make it all sound nice and stuff. But the producer had, he had sent me a message saying he was ill, but I'd forgot to update the client and I hadn't put it anywhere. I didn't log it at all. So, you know, the client messaged me like, a client sometimes can be shy. You know, there's some that will like tell you, hey, like what's going on? But some were quiet. So he came and he was like, I'd like a refund like straight up, like, I just want a refund. I was like, sh- like, oh my God. Oh, yeah. yeah. So I had to give him his money because it was way too long. I could, I apologize, of course, but he just said, yeah, I went somewhere else, but I'd love to have my money back. So that kind of, it killed me a bit. And when things like that happen, then you start thinking like, what went wrong and what, what do I need to do? What, duh, 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 duh. So before you get there, guys, please just do it. Get, get the coach, <laughs> get the coach. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's awesome. So, Fami, if people want to hear more about you and the new projects that you have coming out, where can we find you? And also, like, what do you have coming out and what's going on with you and the streets coldest with Pampa?
1: (laughs) Yeah, Pampa, Pampa. Yes. so in terms of my... Like as an artist myself, next year, I really want to do take a big focus on my music and releasing more music videos. I feel like I've been, I've been lacking a bit, mostly because I've been trying to improve myself. I feel like I wanted to focus on marketing and learning, learning the marketing before I go out there. But I feel like now it's time, like there's no other time, but I've, you know, I've passed the apprenticeship. So next year, heavily on music videos. So that's Official Panther on Instagram and YouTube. Way more music videos going to be on there. And the streets coldest, we've got freestyle sessions coming. So I'm going to be getting a couple of artists from the Northeast and starting a freestyle show where, you know, they come on and they start rapping, singing, whatever it is. And then I do like a little mini documentary on the artists as well, because I feel like a lot of the artists in the Northeast aren't showing a lot of spotlight. And then obviously I'm going to move down to the city. So every city, no matter where you are, if I'm in your city, I'll bring my camera and we can record. You just show me what you got, okay? And yeah, so The Streets Coders has also got another game show coming up. That's going to be an ongoing series on YouTube. And it's basically... Is called Don't Judge the Book by its cover. I'm going to basically be in the streets asking a couple of questions to the public and before the person answers, it pauses. And then there's two teams and you have to guess what the person's answer is. So that's all I'm going to say for now, but it will be there on the streets called YouTube account and Instagram as well. So yeah.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Fami, for your time. You're welcome. I enjoy working with you. I enjoy seeing ah. what you're doing in business. I know that you're going to kill it with whatever you do. And you guys, please check out FAMI on Instagram. Please check out The Streets Coldest on all of their channels. FAMI's doing some big things and it's such an honor. And I'm so, so happy that I am in your life and you're in mine. And so glad that we're on this journey together.
1: Same goes. It's all because of you, Rochelle. Thank you.
0: (laughs) You're welcome. Thanks.